0: Welcome back to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. We are once again diving into the Titus 2 study. Denise is here with me. Denise, thank you so much for being back on the podcast.
1: It's always a fun time and such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Well, we have been laying a foundation through these episodes. I can't believe we're already at Love Your Children. But first episode, talking about the book of Titus, laying this foundation, um, digging into the whole book as an overall picture, and then springboarding from there so all of this that we know about, Titus and Crete and Paul's command and God's word, now we're going to get really specific and into the nitty gritty. And that led us into the aged woman talking about the characteristics that are to characterize her life. And then she is commanded to teach things to the young women. Now, these are just little phrases or single words, but they are packed with truth as we compare Scripture with Scripture and bring in the whole counsel of God. We've seen that in the word sober. We've seen that in Love Your Husband, and we're going to see that now as we really dive into loving your children. And, you know, if if you heard the last episode, I know if you're listening to it as they come out, it's been a month, so you might not remember. Um, But Denise really set us up at the end of that to spring into this episode as we transition from loving your husband to loving your children, the reality That in order to do either of those things, we have to love God. We have to be growing in our understanding of his love for us and our love for him. You know, and then we've talked so much through this study about that chaos that Satan loves to bring and I'm thinking um my kids there's this little kids song they listen to on one of their CDs and it talks about how chaos causes more and more chaos this compounded chaos and I think we see that that is paralleled so much in what we see in our culture even comparing that to It's decree. almost
1: unbelievable.
0: It is and you know one thing it's so amazing as I'm trying to teach my children and though they're little These worldly philosophies are coming in faster than I ever thought. And as we're looking at them in light of God's word, when the world presents something to be more inclusive or more loving or more of the right way, I say that in quotes, um, it leads to another level of chaos, which leads to another level of chaos to where it's just, it's confusion. You know, as I'm a mom trying to teach my children, trying to explain some of these things, I'm like, I, it's my, it's just swirling in my mind, the, the downward spiral that sin takes. And I think, um, our pastor preached a message recently about, um, you know, can the Christian family not only live through this time, Mm -hmm. but can we thrive? And a thought that I had when he was sharing that is, you know, in, in our marriage, especially I, if I'm assuming I'm speaking to a lot of Christians in Christian marriages, um, you know, we might not struggle with some of the chaos in our Christian marriages that the world is. We're seeing that more and more as the divorce rates within the church are skyrocketing. But even as it gets into more of this compounded confusion, mm-hmm. we've touched on, you know, gender identity crisis, same-sex marriage, um, things like this. That might not be a—that is not a source of— temptation maybe in my marriage, but as I allow Satan to distract me with dissatisfaction, with discontentment, with anything that is not God's way, that it is creating this environment in our home where it's leaving children more and more vulnerable to say to have Satan step in later with all of this confusion that the world brings. And he's gonna present this as he is doing now, as a glamorous alternative. You know, God says do this but that's really old-fashioned, or look at your parents. They were never happy. They were always, you talked about trials in the last one. You know, they never had enough money. They never, you know, there was all of these points of contention that he can use to bring in, not that I'm going to have a perfect marriage, not that we're going to have a perfect marriage, but when we allow Satan to take really the, the throne of God in our lives, and in our marriages, it leaves our children very vulnerable for mm-hmm. him to step in. Mm-hmm. And we have to be so careful to protect from that. And I think that's where we'll really launch into this episode, really talking about the first thing is the sanctifying work of motherhood. You know, I have to be growing in my relationship with the Lord and in my intimacy with him and my understanding of him to not give way to Satan's distractions and Satan's lies right. And we touched on that in the last episode, but we're going to get into that a little more in this one. Just, I I can't walk through the sanctification process, especially as it relates specifically to motherhood here, if I don't know how to love how God loves.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, you, you mentioned that our audience is probably mostly Christian families, Christian mm-hmm. women. We are to be examples and we are to be able to teach others also. And so um, I know there's probably aged women out there also. Mm-hmm. They need to be teaching. And we need to be teaching what we're learning. Mm-hmm. And we need to recognize that all this chaos and all this confusion comes from the enemy. Because God is a God of order. That does not come from God. And so we need to be speaking with our words. We need to be living our lives as an example and as a testimony to those around us, especially to our children. And when they see us teaching, living it out, Mm -hmm. they're more apt to follow suit. We're passing it from generation to generation as we've already, as we will get to. But we really need to be teaching others also that is part of this we're not we've
0: talked about before and not to throw blame right you know I am responsible for my own actions my generation is responsible for their actions sure but as we see so much of this confusion and chaos creeping more and more into Mm -hmm. the church back it up a couple decades was was there a generation of women that did not follow this Titus They two. dropped the ball. Yes. yes, and, and I do think that is true. Yes, now, it is Now, that doesn't true. mean I can sit where I'm at and say, well, I'm content to stay there because so-and-so didn't do their job. Right. No, that means, hey, I might have a more difficult job, but we've got to move forward. And we
1: might be in a circle where that generation didn't drop the ball. We were receivers and we received well, Mm -hmm. but we certainly live in a culture and a generation where that ball has been dropped Mm -hmm. and they are asking, they are asking for help. They're screaming for help and Mm -hmm. they don't even know what they're asking for. We mentioned several episodes ago about someone who advertised on social media Mm -hmm. for a grandma type for her children She didn't even know what she was asking for. She just, there was that desire in there. It's because God has an order and we know, we know how things are supposed to look and how things are supposed to go. And we know when that's not right in our life. Mm -hmm. We might not know how to get to that order or what truth is, but we know that what's w- what we're doing right now is not working, and what we're living right now is just horrible, mm-hmm. and we want something else, you know? So there are people, everyone that's listening to us can think of someone in their life that does not have the Lord mm-hmm. and are not doing things God's way um, in His order, and we are to be teaching and reaching yes. them. So we can't just take this and keep it to ourselves. We have got to be instructing. That's the only way our communities are going to change. Our Mm -hmm. church is going to change Uh, that divorce rate within the church to get that to go down and not look like the world, our churches, we've got to be doing this in our churches. We've got to be doing this in our state, in our nation. I mean, it's just, we've got to be doing things God's way. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and I think too, it's just so interesting that yes, while the darker the world gets, the more separate that is going to make those that are trying to be a light. But the more brighter that light shines and the potential that God could have if just even a handful of women say, I'm going to get back to the Bible and I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to be sober and I'm going to love my husband and I'm going to love my children and these other things that we'll continue to study through. You know, I think so much of the time, especially as maybe a stay-at-home mom, you know, you feel like, what exactly am I accomplishing for eternity? And we'll touch on this all throughout the episode, but you're, you're accomplishing so much, yes, so much, the greatest. But but yeah, even in just that idea of, Hey, whether you're a stay at home mom or a work, you know, in, in the workforce mom, whatever you're doing that in our marriages, in our motherhood, we have such an opportunity to be that light for Christ Mm -hmm. and, and, As much as chaos has a compounded effect, the righteous way, God's way has a compounded effect as it influences, as that, you know, I I think that term fire is catching Mm -hmm. as that one little spark ignites another little spark. And yes, yes. And, and I would love to see that accomplished through this episode or through this, this Titus two podcast, you know, we have our little sparks that it's not very bright Lord but, you know, as it catches yes. and scatters, and what could God do with some women who just say, I'm going to follow you.
1: And follow the order. Yes. Love God first. Love your husband second. Love your children third. Mm-hmm. Do things God's way in His order. I mean, yes, what could God could do with that? Right. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? I'd love to see it, too. Yes. And I, I've seen it. I have seen families uh, restored. Mm-hmm. And I've seen... Um, hurts healed and I have seen those things you know individually but boy it would just be awesome to see it throughout our community throughout throughout our state nation and a nation that turns back to God not just an individual but an entire nation I I think we're dreaming big and and our God is a God of big dreams he can accomplish that but it has to be done his way Mm -hmm. we just cannot emphasize that foundation enough yes Shall I remind us of what love is? Yes, I think
0: we need a reminder. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, I don't know that we ever went to the scripture and read that, but let's just before we get into the sanctifying Mm -hmm. uh, work of motherhood, let's just remind ourselves what the Bible says about love Mm -hmm. Um, in 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4. Charity suffereth long, and this word charity is used in the King James Version, and charity is love. Mm-hmm. So as I read, we can substitute love there for charity, um, but love suffereth long and is kind. Charity or love envieth not, it is not, it's not jealous, mm-hmm. okay? It, um, charity or love vaunteth not itself, it does not promote itself, it's not puffed up. It's not arrogant. Mm-hmm. Verse 5, Does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity or love never faileth. And then when you go on to the end of that chapter, it says that, Uh, Now abide of faith, hope, and charity, or love. These three, but the greatest of these is charity, or love. So love, it's it's the very first thing in this list, and. Aged, I'm supposed to be teaching that. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be teaching love God, love your husband, and love your children. And so I need to be reminded what love, biblical love, is. There's a lot of things that we in this culture say is love that's mm-hmm. not really love. Yes, it's uh, like, or maybe it's not even love at all. Mm-hmm. But we need to know and have a good definition of what love is. And so that was what we just read in First Corinthians, um, chapter thirteen the definition of love. These are the things that when I am loving, this is what it should look like. And when I love my children, this is what it should look like.
0: I think that's great, too, to share at the beginning as we start this, because as I was thinking about this and doing some study, I thought, love my children. Like, I don't need right. to be taught how to love right. my ch- Of course I love them. Right. You know, they're, my world revolves around oh, yeah. these little human beings. Right.
1: Well, wait till you have grandma love. <laughs> grandma love is just like, oh my word, oh. this is wonderful. And then my daughter had to remind me that some of the things I was calling love was <laughs> not love.
0: Yes, well, Well, and I, that's what I came to realize as I was thinking about this, really asking myself the question, why does the aged woman need to teach the younger woman to love their children? What aspect of love are they trying to teach? Because you're not going to teach me to overall love my kids any more Mm -hmm. than I do because they're mine. You know, they are the gifts that God has given to me, but as i studied first corinthians first corinthians 13 as i studied what god's word said about love i realized that though there is always this undercurrent of love i will love them because they are mine my actions don't always mm-hmm. speak love mm-hmm. you know and and that comes into the sanctifying part of motherhood you know there I, we're going to talk about different aspects of motherhood where i need to be reminded that Okay, I don't need to just feel it way deep in my heart. I need to be expressing it in in all of my emotions and my responses, in my facial features. Yes. You know, I think sometimes as Your a mom, I can yes, I can yes. struggle with that, yes. and it is that sanctifying work really that God does. And and you mentioned this while we were talking before, but not only are these childhood years a sanctification process for our children as we're instructing and teaching and, and training these eternal souls, you know, but it is a sanctifying work for mama. I like guess. I never realized <laughs> how weak I was until I became a mom and it's like all my sins are on display. And so what does that cause in my heart? That can cause conviction yes. and conviction is not always pretty. That mm-hmm. can
1: bring with it guilt or that battle of working through something. Right. And we talked about holes in your yes. net. God identifies holes in our motherhood net. We talked about a marriage net last but these holes are refilled mm-hmm. in our in our motherhood. You know, the conviction you say, maybe yeah. I'm not the most patient. My wor- words are not kind. Maybe I have approached this arrogantly. Like, I've got this figured out. I read that self help motherhood 101 <laughs> yes. book, you know, yes. and so I've got this all figured out. Well, then when your child doesn't exemplify the model that's in the book, what do you do, yes. you know? And so nothing will drive you to your knees. <laughs> faster oh, than a child and nothing will, uh, ripen the fruit of the spirit in us than motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so what an opportunity, um, what a blessing mm-hmm. that we are mothers, but what an opportunity to go deeper with the Lord. Yes. And, and I
0: needed to see it as yes. an opportunity because as I'm raising, you know, I have little ones, so there are different things that come. And I know every stage has its challenges, you know, but, I mean, we're in the middle of, of potty training and learning to share and, you know, learning boundaries and things like this. And and those can be tedious things mm-hmm. that, that can frustrate, mm-hmm. you know, when it's mm-hmm. kind of this continual over, you know, consistency is right. key, all the right. wise women have told yeah. me. But, you know, also it, and as I'm doing that, as I am investing so much energy and, and effort and really personal study in God's word to try to teach them the right way. Mm-hmm. Not just by what mommy mm-hmm. says, but by what God says. I'm also realizing that God has a chisel <laughs> attacking my heart. And like, Oh we gotta, we got to get this away yes. because you see that immaturity in your two year old. It's deep in you too. Mm-hmm. And through that sanctifying work, I have to remember to love my children because yes, conviction is here. And you know, there's a level of frustration or just continual, you know, I, he told you to not jump on the couch, but you're jumping on the couch again. Mm-hmm. and all of that. I need to remember to love is Christ's love. You know, I think in Romans 13, seven, you know, it, it wraps it up with true love. This charity, beareth all things, yes. believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, <laughs> yes. you know, and seeing that, that sanctifying work. I love Elizabeth Elliot. She gives this uh, quote. She says, this job has been given me to do. Therefore it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I make to my God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Here, not somewhere else, may I learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't even specifically addressing motherhood here. You know, we all have different callings that God has put upon our life. but. Mine is motherhood. Yours is motherhood and yes, grandmotherhood exactly. now. Exactly. And just realizing the idea that as I am walking my road of sanctification, mm-hmm. God has chosen that motherhood is a part of that, mm-hmm. and it's been a huge catalyst, right? Really, in right. that process.
1: One of the the best things that God ever did, um, in in my heart, when my children were little was to help me realize that these children were not mine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. They
1: are his. He is the author of life, and he created my son and my daughter. And he has a purpose and a plan for their life. And I am to cooperate with him to fulfill that purpose and that plan. Okay. So yes, I have to teach them how to function acceptable practices, how to function in life, how to be a responsible citizen, how to be kind, how to use kind words, how Mm -hmm. to share all those. Yes. All those little specifics because they come into the world, they discover the world and they have none of these, these skills. So we have to teach them those skills, but that is not, that's, that's, the here and the now, Mm -hmm. we need to look into the future and say, God has a purpose and a plan for creating this individual. Mm -hmm. And I am to cooperate with God. And so when I started looking at my children like that, yes, I love them. It was, they are such a gift from the Lord and there is nothing, um, it's a different kind of love for your children than it is for your husband. Mm-hmm. But it's still that deep, I mean, deep roots into your heart and into your being love for your children. And I do, I do, I love them. And and I'm so glad I want to be around them. They're mine. They're, they're just my life, all of those things. But ultimately, they are God's. Yes. And he has a purpose and a plan for their life and i need to help them realize that mm-hmm. because that's what's for their good and that's what's going to bring god glory and so i help them to fulfill their purpose in for which they were created. And so they have to grow. They have to learn all these skills and such. But I need to make sure that they understand who their creator is and what he has done for them and what he wants to do for them the rest of their life. I need to make sure that they know these things and not just all the stuff that the world's teaching, But what this Bible is teaching, what this Bible has for them, because they are fearfully and wonderfully made, Mm -hmm. and I need to teach them about this Creator that loves them so much that He gave His only begotten Son for them so that they could have, uh, not perish, but have eternal life. And that is, I mean, what a joy and what a privilege that is to invest in someone like that. Mm -hmm. And we get all these blessings in return for doing what God has given us to do. It, it's just a, an amazing thing. Motherhood is wonderful, and we should always look at it that way. And it is the greatest job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a, even that's a not the right word, yes. but it is the greatest task that any person on the planet Earth could be given mm-hmm. is motherhood. It's 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 more important than being CEO of the biggest company in the whole whole world Mm -hmm. it is just that important it is such a blessing to be a mother and we need to really look at it that way and consider and do it joyfully Mm -hmm. you know and and accept the blessings that God gives us from it but also realize the great responsibility because Mm -hmm. we are raising and influencing the future generation yes
0: Well, and that responsibility really leads us kind of into a second thought here is just the sacrifice of motherhood. Right, sure. There is a sacrifice that comes and I don't say that in this like negative, oh, I have to give up so much to do this, but there is a reality. Life looks much more different now that I have three, almost four on the way than (laughs) it did when it was just me. You're right. But really to love our children as Christ desires for us to. We have to invest our very life mm-hmm. into the lives mm-hmm. of our children. This takes our time. This takes, you know, I'm thinking, and so much of what you're saying too. We we have to model mm-hmm. as we are teaching them of God as Creator, as we are praying that they will come to know Him as their Savior. We need to be modeling what that looks like in our life. You know, I think about Timothy and he had that faithful mother and grandmother.
1: Exactly. And
0: how in the midst of a culture, in the midst of even a home Mm -hmm. that was not united in its stand for Christ, Mm -hmm. the faithfulness of this mother and grandmother lived out in their real everyday life. What captured his heart for the Lord And the, just the depth of responsibility that that has. Um, you know, but, but I do that. That takes me prioritizing my schedule to revolve around first and foremost, the Lord. Right. You know, I, I have to sacrifice something else to spend the time with him and nothing that I could sacrifice would be too great of a cost for me for that. But it's something that, I have to work through what is the priority of my day. Right. Um, you know, I've heard it said before, you can't do anything better for your kids than to love the Lord and to mm-hmm. love their dad.
1: Exactly. And
0: this follows in the pattern we're seeing in, that in Titus order. too: that you need to love the Lord and then you need to love your husband. Again, that requires some mm-hmm. sacrifice of mm-hmm. me. That requires, you know, that there might be times where I have to give up something that I want to do to be there for him um, but but it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Mm-hmm. In like you said, taking that long look in motherhood, in in realizing what God has given us to accomplish, and really just as as we're thinking about investing our life into the life of another. You know, there's so many different ways that we minister to people and bits and pieces of our lives are invested. You know, I'm thinking your life has been invested in me and through this podcast, we've had a little piece of our lives and our lives, our friendship together invested into others. But those people that are with us, you know, day in, day out, there's there's a different investment mm-hmm. that is made mm-hmm. here. I'm, I'm thinking about Deuteronomy 6, 7 through 9. Uh, the Bible says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates." You know, it took time for these people to write the word of God on the posts of their house. It took intentionality for them to be like, hey, we're walking by the way. Let's talk about the Lord. We're driving to school. Let's talk about the Lord. We're, you know, walking, So lying. it
1: sounds like you're saying it's a 24-7 job. Yes,
0: or, or it task. is. It is. That is how God yeah. has set it up for Every
1: us. Every aspect of your life.
0: Yes. yes. Yes, Motherhood it just is,
1: it <laughs> is all the time. It's it not is you just, can't compartmentalize right. this calling. And one of the things that we are most stingy with is our time. Yes, me time, friend time, sleep mm-hmm. time, time. Oh,
0: sleep time. That one. Uh, you just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hit meddling the soft now, spot.
1: <laughs> you know, time. We are so stingy with yes. my time, but it's not yeah. our time. It is God's time. He orchestrated all of that and he's given us an order and we don't have to plan or make mm-hmm. up the priority it's him first our husband second and our children third and so everything that we've got to put those in there and it's all the time it's mm-hmm. all the time we we could be called on to do or to sacrifice At any time. And it's, like you say, it's not a sacrifice. It's not a, sometimes it's burdensome, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's not. I mean, there's no place I'd rather be than spending time with my children, my adult children, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it's not burdensome, but I did have to sacrifice something else in order to do that. So um, it just becomes, there was a time in my life early on in um, motherhood that, I really wanted to climb the corporate ladder and I had children and you know, you can't do either one of those. Well, something had to be sacrificed and it was hard. It was hard to give up that corporate ladder. It was at that time. I look back now where I am now and I say, this is the best decision I ever made. And I came, I became a stay at home mom. Best decision I ever made. Now as an aged woman, I need to share that testimony with others mm-hmm. because I know my God is faithful, what he did in my life and sacrificing that he will do in others' lives as well. Mm-hmm. Those that want to trust him and follow him. So um, we're teaching, you continue to teach, we're as an aged woman teaching that, but that is another way you love your children. You are going to have to sacrifice some things, mm-hmm. but you, do you trust God enough yeah. to make up for that, to fulfill in a deeper and more, a better way, um, by following him mm-hmm. instead of following the your own fleshly desires. Yeah.
0: Well, I know I was um, reading a book, kind of studying through the Proverbs 31 woman one mm-hmm. time, and it was talking about, you know, not only does she have all these responsibilities within the home, mm-hmm. but she was also out selling things and buying right. fields and all of this. Right. But but the author made the connection that her outside of the home yes. responsibilities came from the overflow mm-hmm. of the inside of them. It right. wasn't to the neglect right. of. And that's going to look different for every family, every situation. Yes. But I think that was the important key to me is to realize, I mean, even this podcast, for example, mm-hmm. you know, if my my overarching message is no higher calling, there's nothing better for me than to be wife right. and mama. Right. But if this ever takes away from me being mm-hmm. wife and mama, something is out of mm-hmm. line. So if it is an outpouring then it's good, and I'm yes, going to invest yes. in that. But if it is a takeaway, that's where we really need to Don't analyze. get me
1: wrong. I worked. I worked yes. when my children were. <laughs> and it wasn't just motherhood kind of yeah. work. I worked, like you say, mm-hmm. in other, but I was no longer climbing the yes. corporate ladder. Yes. There's a difference because in that mentality, you're striving for something yes. in the world yeah, and not striving for what God um has for me mm-hmm. and, and for my family and not recognizing that the greatest job and the most important role that I will ever play is as a mother, not as a corporate, yeah, you know, whatever manager, supervisor, whatever, vice president, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, working that looks different. And, and I, I needed to work that was fulfilling. And it taught my children a lot. um, and I needed the extra income or mm-hmm. my, we did, we needed a little extra income. Um, so yes, I did work some, but I was no longer climbing yes. a corporate ladder. And so I, thank you for pointing that out. That is very important because a lot of moms do. Mm-hmm. They, they are very creative in managing their home and also you know, pulling in some extra income or extra, you know, things to make life in the home mm-hmm. a little simpler or easier. hmm very, I mean, very creative women. We wear hats. We wear all kinds <laughs> of hats of as hats. a mother, <laughs> and you know, we can be vice president. We can be president, vice president. We can be um, the bookkeeper. We mm-hmm. can be the janitor. We can be. We <laughs> wear all those hats yes. in in our business of motherhood. Yeah. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. There's...
0: well, and I'm just thinking again as I was talking about what exactly would someone need to teach me to help me love my children better. Mm-hmm. That's where the sacrifice came. You know, again, at first glance, I'm sitting here thinking, I would sacrifice my very life. Oh, yes. What do you have to teach me about, right, you know, right. how to love my children through this way? But in in the day in, day out, realizing I need to to work on my relationship with the Lord, work on my mm-hmm. relationship with my husband, and then out of that, look at our home and say, okay, you know, am, am I too centered on me time? Mm-hmm. Am I so caught up in that that I'm not loving well? Am I pursuing something that doesn't allow for me to fully invest in my home as I should? Right. If so, that's a sacrifice that needs to be made, and it's a worthy sacrifice. but. As I was thinking through that, that that's where my thought patterns were leading. And what what would I need to be taught? How would I need to be encouraged and instructed? And again, you're able to now look back on the decision mm-hmm. you made years ago. Mm-hmm. You're able to see your children raised and now this little grandbaby and give the wisdom and insight mm-hmm. of this was a decision that I made mm-hmm. and this
1: is how the Lord used it in right, my life. Right, And how to weigh that, Mm -hmm. you know, I could teach what maybe you as a younger woman needed um, to learn is how to weigh that Mm -hmm. and how to decide. Sometimes we have a difficult time deciding what is of God, you know, and in deciding the best from the good. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think a lot of times we know what's bad, but we have a hard time deciding between best and Good. And I think
0: different seasons yes. bring different, you know, right. I can't climb a corporate ladder
1: mm-hmm. and
0: have four children, five and under, mm-hmm. you know, but different seasons bring different things. And that's sure. where it helps having that godly friend that can help you work right. through and give godly right. wisdom. Right, you know, and as I'm thinking about some of this sacrifice, this investment, I was really thinking about how did Jesus show love to those people that he influenced and how does that kind of compare with motherhood? And you know, I thought about his disciples.
1: They were so demanding. <laughs>
0: were and how immature they were, but God's love was so patient with them. Mm -hmm. You know, he just lovingly instructed and taught and believed in the people that he knew they could become as they walked their road of sanctification. Mm -hmm. I think about the multitudes, you know, the multitudes didn't have discretion on, Oh, the Lord's been on the road for a while. Maybe we should let him have Mm -hmm. some time in prayer Mm -hmm. or, you know, he's been bothered by a lot of people today. Mm -hmm. Maybe
1: we should wait till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm
0: thinking about I thought of this story. how are yes.
1: we going to eat lunch exactly after we listen to this teaching? Yes,
0: or I'm thinking about when they dropped the man through the roof, you know, right to hear Jesus's teaching, and the here comes a body, you know, yeah. <laughs> right on a stretcher. But they didn't have discretion, but God was compassionate, you know, the Lord took the time to be stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about, uh, we just studied in our Sunday school class, Jairus' daughter who was dying. Lord, you've got to come. This is time sensitive. Come. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord drops everything that's going with him. But then on the way, this woman simply touches the hem of his garment mm. and he makes time for her. And I, I, there's just, I don't think I need to say anything to make application to motherhood <laughs> in that one. Um, even in the Pharisees, you know, they they foolishly rejected his truth. And yet mm-hmm. he was long suffering with his love. He's mm-hmm. just I'm I'm going to keep giving it. I'm going to keep loving. And he wasn't Even,
1: easily provoked. Yeah. No, which yes. is in our de- definition yes. as well. I mean, I would just be stop it already stop. You yes. know, and he did and he was kind. He mm-hmm. wasn't arrogant when he spoke to them. He he just he is a, the perfect example and definition of love.
0: Yes, for sure. And I'm even thinking, you know, maybe the multitudes with my young season of motherhood, but in an older season of motherhood, where you might have children that are getting out on their own or on oh, their own. Yes. And you're like, I've given you all of this truth. You know these things. You've, I mean, the mm-hmm, Pharisees, you've mm-hmm. memorized these things. But my, yeah, my love's going to suffer long. My love's going to be patient. Right. My love's going to endure. Right. And I even think of, okay, so let's broaden it out a little bit. Mankind in general, mm-hmm. you know, God's love was unconditional. When we have really nothing to offer him in return, he extends his love in full. I know. And, you know, some sometimes, especially when our children are little, I'm thinking of that, you know, baby stage where, yeah, they're cute and cuddly. Oh, yeah. But they they don't really do much to help in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't
1: And then they start much. talking. <laughs> yes. They start crawling and then they start talking. Yes. And, <laughs> All of a sudden, we have to practice a little bit more. Yes. Isn't it awesome, though, that God just gives, eases us into that? He
0: does. <laughs> he to everything. We season. don't. We don't give birth
1: <laughs> to a full-grown human. Yes. <laughs> yes. With the, all of that that comes with a human, you know, God exemplified that with grown people. Mm-hmm. You know, with a free will yeah. and with all kinds of um, wrong beliefs mm-hmm. and undesirable backgrounds and all of these kinds of things. And he was just so patient and kind with them. He was with me. You remember when you were, you come to know the Lord, how patient and kind he was. Mm-hmm. And we are to do that. We, he's our example. We are to model that to our children Mm -hmm. but to others as well to our husband you know in the last episode when we were talking about loving our husbands okay so they're weak in an area so they have faults our children do too Mm -hmm. and we need to model that love to them but we also need to model it to our friends and to those that are watching us because how else are they going to know how else are they going to know this god that is just so amazing in in such a great example, how are they going to know? How are they going to know if we don't show them and tell them
0: that I think is so unique about the way God has designed the home Mm -hmm. is that mom and dad, that marriage relationship really get to be the first glimpse that children get of the gospel and of Christ. And just the reality of that kind of leads into the next thing in the stewardship that God has given us as mothers, as wives, as Christians in general, the stewardship
1: of our lives, of our time, of our investment. Um, that's so true because think of the people who had a rotten father, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that came from an abusive home or a neglectful home. And the baggage they have, yes. and the hurts that they have, and and then how that is manifested in their relationships and such. Mm-hmm. Mo- a lot of that comes, and psychologists will tell you this that that comes from that relationship with their earthly father. Mm-hmm. And so then, when you go to someone like that and you say, "Oh, my heavenly father," well, that doesn't generate, yes. you know, great feelings or or great thoughts or images. Um, if they're comparing our heavenly father, God the father, to an earthly father that did not fulfill, you know, what the mm-hmm. Bible tells us a father is supposed to look like. Yeah. So that's a good point. You know, we we have to teach our children the proper way because we are an image of God mm-hmm. to them. And our, our our father is, the husband is, but so is our relationship with mm-hmm. each other. That models Christ to our children. That's the first introduction to God that they get.
0: Well, and I think just thinking about the stewardship and that modeling, I was reading a book recently, and it was saying just the impact that we have on our children, things that don't really even matter. Mm -hmm. They gave the example of a phone voice. We were talking about that earlier and how that, you know, the way that mom or dad speaks on the phone or even how they answer the phone is often how the child answers the phone. So sometimes other people call and they talk to the child thinking it's the parent because they sound Exactly. But the reality that, that, that intimacy of life Mm -hmm. together has such an impact on, on the way your family culture does things and how much we want that to have an influence Mm -hmm. for Christ, how much Mm -hmm. we want to be a wise steward of motherhood. So there's so many different aspects of the stewardship of motherhood. One that Denise has helped me so much with is using discipline as part of that stewardship, I think we often think of discipline as a very negative thing. Um, you know, a negative thing that might negatively affect our children's right. life. But really seeing that as a bigger picture, as it is an opportunity to, yes, tell our child they are a sinner. But take it so far beyond that, beyond the action, to the heart of hey, you need a savior. Mm-hmm. And this is why. Right, And to share the gospel. And I know Denise joined me for an episode at the end of last year, as we talked about the greenhouse effect, as we talked a lot about discipline. And I'm probably going to have to try to get her on again in the future to get into this more, because we had way more notes we wanted to share on how in the stewardship of motherhood, discipline and boundaries, those are often words that, especially in today's culture, we kind of bulk at, Right. you know, we we don't want to raise kids that are going to have all of this childhood trauma and need counselors, but in realizing that God has an order Mm -hmm. in discipline, Mm -hmm. in boundaries. And so we'll, we'll have to revisit that in the future as we wrap up this episode, but just to close it out, just the sweetness that is found in motherhood. And, and again, as I'm thinking, how, what do I need to be taught about loving my children? You know, sometimes I just need to be reminded Mm -hmm. that, Okay, maybe it's been a long day and it's a hard day, but Mm -hmm. it is, you said it before, it's the greatest thing ever. Right? It is so sweet. It is such a gift from the Lord. Psalm 113, 9 says, He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise Mm -hmm. ye the Lord. And I love that in the joyful mother of children. You know, I am a mother of children every day. Am I a joyful mother of children every Mm day? Am I loving them? Not just by my 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 feelings or my attach my connection to them, you know, right. physically. But am I loving them in word, am I loving them in deed? Am I loving them as Christ loves them? Mm-hmm. And then after that he ends that psalm there with Praise ye the Lord. You know, you can have that right relationship with the Lord when your relationships are right mm-hmm. with others. And the the praise that a joyful mother can bring to the Lord. The, you talked about the influence that the the wife has on the husband you know I, I'm thinking in my home the times when I'm joyful I I bring him joy I influence him that way and right. then as I have it on my children right. you know they they hear my praise they see my praise but they don't just hear it and see it they they see the character to back it up now that doesn't always happen but the days that it does is when my priorities
1: are right when yes. I don't allow. Yes. The chaos to enter, and we will stumble, we will mm-hmm. fall, we will make mistakes. But does our overall yes. um, motherhood exemplify joy mm-hmm. to the Lord? And we can't do that in our own strength. The mm-hmm. Lord has to help us um, with that, um, and so and He will. Yes. He will do that. And I'm so thankful that we don't have to go through motherhood alone. Mm-hmm. That we have this Savior, this uh, all wise. A guidance counselor, if you yes. will, to walk with us every step of the way. And he will answer our prayers. He mm-hmm. will hear us and he will lead us in the paths that we are supposed to go. He directs our steps. Yes. I'm so thankful for that.
0: Me too. Well, I think really these past two episodes, I, I keep referring them to, to them together, but they really are coupled, Yes, you know, as we look at the home and, and we'll kind of spring more as we continue to walk through this and, and build upon this foundation. Um, But this love your husband and love your children, you know, they hit mm-hmm. home because most of us listening have husbands and have children and we have growth to right. have in these areas. So I just, I hope that these... These two episodes were a blessing as we've kind of walked through this study, but do you mind to close out this episode
1: in prayer? Sure well, thank you, Father. We just praise you and we glorify your name and we thank you for how you um, help us to love the way that you love. We're not in this alone. We have you as our um, guidance, as the one who directs our paths. And Father, we just ask that you would take what is taught and said today, apply it to our hearts, lead us in all truth, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
0: I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.